Welcome into the Waiver Fire podcast. Damn, that that bass sounded a little fat right there to me, and I'm excited to be back. JP, we've got some cool shit to talk about, man. How's it going, dude? Uh, yeah, it seems like the sound levels on that uh, on that intro was just right, just <laughs> just right. Ooh, it hit heavy. I, and unfortunately, I'm not pairing it with a quality mic tonight. But it's the off season. I'm getting lazy, and it is what it is. But We'll uh we'll have a good time. Uh, yeah, man. Wow, we have you know usually we would get right into our Scorsese madness, but bro, we, we have NFL news in March, man. Yeah, um, we have just trigger happy teams just spending money left and right. Oof. They heard the phrase March Madness and they wanted to get in on that action. Yeah, they thought that means eighty-four <laughs> million dollars for Christian Kirk. Or oh, whoa! I I did not actually even hear about this. What? Yeah. Oh um, no! Not the, the Jaguars. He's the, he's the third highest paid um, receiver, I believe. Wow, dude! Wow. Okay, the hold on. Jaguars. Zay Jones oh. with the $30 million deal. Kirk's deal will pay him reportedly $84 million over four years. Oh, Hot, third highest God. paid wide receiver in the league. Oh, my goodness gracious. God, well. like, are they just drunk <laughs> as shit? Do you know what you could get with $84 million? You can, JP. You can, go, out, you can go out and get anything. JP, they're just a wide receiver one away from a from a Super Bowl run. I mean, this is all they needed to make it. God, oh, they're, they're like God. they're like this guy is uh, Jamar Chase. This they're is- like Doug Peterson. We're you know what? We're gonna set you up right, okay? We, we brought you in. We know it's dark down here. We're gonna give you really what you need to succeed here. And hey, man, you know he's he's a quality wide receiver. And and you know what, JP, we knew that insane contracts, particularly at the wide receiver position, were going to happen this year. We knew that from the budget bump and, and, and all of the wide receivers last year taking those one-year deals. You know, we're thinking about like Kenny G was like the one dude who signed a big deal last year, right? So we knew it was going to happen, but Jesus, for Kirk to set the bar as the third highest, it, it's just going to be even – I mean, honestly, you see all of these – um franchise tags for Devonte adams and um who in the tampa bay um his name is escaping me right now but um you know these star wide receivers yes thank you chris godwin getting these franchise tags because that's a good deal for the team wow christian kirk i mean <sighs> should we talk my old fantasy repercussions like this christian kirk dip into like the Christian Kirk sixth round, fifth round Christian Kirk, no matter what he does and what we do with him yeah, is affecting everything right now. Okay. With his his big signing like that. That's, that's big money. Yes. The the next few wide receivers that go are going to be like, look at that guy. I'm way better than him. And it's people are going to be shelling out big wads of cash. I know it. 
I'm trying to peek so at, at what's even what's even remaining though. So we've got well, you got I mean you got old busted Allen Robinson. Yeah, but you could give him a two year deal, and that would make a lot more sense than a four year deal. Oh, you're just talking for Christian Kirk himself. No, yeah. I'm, no, I'm just saying like in comparison, like like okay. Like in the wake of Christian Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I never you. thought I would have said those words. Who knows how long ago? <laughs> the in the wake. wake of Christian Kirk. <laughs> it was supposed to, it's like, you know, historically been like a little baby puddle. Now it's this just tsunami wave coming. <laughs> I mean, you've got, I mean, when you look at the mark, you, you've got Juju Smith Schuster, you know. Like like the wide receiver free agents after they franchise tagged Adams and Godwin, it's it's not very good, man. So you know maybe if, if teams were kind of hoping this year would be the year they could spend big, and you're looking at Christian Kirk, I mean he's looking sexy in the current landscape. But uh, so I mean for real, so like you know this is supposed to be a fantasy show. Key law cannot be on any QB, you know, one quarterback league radar, but. But Christian Kirk is like he like a sixth round wide receiver, or is it, is it just so ugly there that you just can't even touch it? I still believe that there are wide receivers on that team that are just as good as Christian Kirk. Yes, I I can't imagine what those guys must be thinking right now. Mm-hmm. Marvin Jones Jr. Yes, Bisca Chenault. Oh. Does DJ Chark exist? He's a free agent, so he'll he'll go elsewhere. Okay. But in Marvin Jones, I mean, how old is he? Is he like thirty-one years old, something like that? Like, he's he's thirty. He's thirty-two years old. So I mean, it's it's honestly, you're looking at Lavisca and being like, Lavisca's probably pretty bummed out. But if it makes the team better, then you know he's only twenty-three. Like he'll be he'll be fine. But um, let, me, let me throw out some names here just because it's hilarious and off the cuff. Would you take, would you take um, Christian Kirk next year or would you take Amon Ross St. Brown? I would take Amon Ross St. Brown. Would you take Christian Kirk or would you take um, somebody like Hollywood Brown? I would take Hollywood Brown. Okay, so he's he's pretty low. Um, at that point, I mean, you really don't even have to talk about people. It's it's just nasty after that. You're looking at people like, you know, Kenny Galladay and Robbie I'll take, Anderson. I'll take Christian Kirk over Kenny Galladay. Yeah, Kenny Galladay seems seems dead in the water, which could be which could be underselling him, but. Okay, so so really, the amount of money is just so drastic in comparison to to how we're going to treat him, which is hilarious. But uh, big news, you know, it doesn't really do anything. I don't think for um, for the Cardinals' uh, wide receiving core. I mean, you've got no, Hopkins as the best. happens, and then AJ Green. Like, I think AJ Green's like Rondale Moore. Like if if AJ Green also leaves, because isn't he a free agent as well? Like I guess Rondale Moore's stock goes up a bit. He gets a chance um, to try again. Yeah, so that could be that could be something. I mean, he's he's a decent talent. So, Rondale. anyway, that that is hilarious news, and there is honestly so so much bigger news to get to. Um, first off, JP, 
Happy Pi Day, man. Did you did you have this is Pi Day? This is this is three fourteen. You you did not get a nice taste of pie today. I didn't. No, oh, I'm heartbroken. You, is that you something ha- that you that you guys used to celebrate in AP classes? <laughs> is that is that just so damn nerdy? No, dude. Pie Day is everywhere. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. Next I need, year, I love pie. Oh yeah, I'm talking about some damn good pie. Well, I mean, there's there's really. Oh, see, it went over my head. Even throughout our David Lynch um, filmography last year, I did not watch Twin Peaks. So, damn it. Well, that's all right. Maybe you can do some late celebration tomorrow. It's all not right. a also, spoiler. There's a, there's a character that is always ranting about some good pie. I, I'm pretty positive I, I recall. You're talking about from the diner? Like he gets pie at the diner? He does, but he's a pie. Okay. He he talks about pie at other times. It's like, mm, <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So it, he is to pie as the main character is to the trees of the of the east Co- or west coast. Pie right. and coffee. <laughs> All right, man. And then we have some other NFL news, but we also have to say, Wardy M. Eagle, we are a number two seed in March Madness. It has not been pretty recently, but we are a number two seed. Could be very exciting. Hold on to your butts. That should start on this Friday. So tune in and let's go. Look, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know what's going on with Auburn basketball, mm-hmm. but I I did tune in to the last game for Yikes. the for um, Texas A&M harsh and the way that my thing is set up you you have the game at the top of my phone screen and then it shows statistics for the players oh Oh, that hurts oh jesus so when i'm looking at auburn and i don't know this guy and i don't think that he's bad at basketball right kd johnson fucking kd man i was looking at his score oh lord and there was a certain point I believe he made a couple of baskets at some point, maybe at the I end. think so. I think maybe he had but, one. But there was a time that I looked at his score and he had zero points. Zero. But he but he had attempted to make twenty, 20. points. Twenty points. And I was just Unbelievable. like Unbelievable. Like I don't think anybody can be just like frustrated with this team at this point. All we can do is just say that like this guy's having a bad flu game or something. There it is. Exactly. He, the ball just wouldn't got, drop. He's got a freaking pebble in his shoe or something like that. <laughs> or maybe in his ass. Man, it was rough. <sighs> but that's okay. We're going to shake that one off. And we've got a nice, you know, seemingly little patty cake. Uh, Jack State is our opening round. So let's, uh, let's cheer him on. Let's have confidence. And it'll be fun. But, bro. We have some serious NFL news and some serious fantasy implications, and we also have a very good movie that we need to talk about. So let's get through this. Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, to a lesser extent, Deshaun Watson. Where, where do you want to start, man? Let's Tom start Brady? With the stuff that, let's start with the stuff that came way before. Okay, so that's Carson Wentz was like the first thing to, to Washington. You know... You and I, both big uh, big NFL fantasy crushes on Scary Terry for a while now. This is kind of just mad, disappointing, whatever. Like, hopefully Scary Terry is just enough of a beast to overcome. 
you know, Michael Pittman had some success with Carson Wentz. It wasn't really pretty, but I mean, it's not the, it's not the worst of the worst. It, it definitely is not the excitement that we had with Ryan Fitzpatrick coming to town. And of course that was very upsetting that he got injured, but um, you know, scary Terry is, is scary. Terry still a top 20 wide receiver next year. Um, if you're asking me if I'll take him in the third round, no, uh, no, he's not a third rounder. No, no. Let me give you some, let me say, um, I mean, I want to bring up Deontay Johnson, but it's so hard because Pittsburgh has not secured their quarterback. Um, if would you take, if Pittsburgh mm-hmm. gets, uh, Trubisky, then yes, I think Deontay is the shit. Okay. Yeah, Trubisky's not bad. Trubisky's not bad at all. Would you take Scary Terry or... Well, we don't know the Colts situation either. I was going to say Michael Pittman himself, but we don't know. Man, a lot of question marks. Would you take Scary Terry or Hunter Renfro in Las Vegas, who had some pretty nastiness down the stretch? But I'll, I'll take ter- Scary Terry. I hope so, man. I really hope so. Scary Terry or oh, this is this is a really hard one. Who let's talk about money bags. Let's bring him in. Scary Terry or Mike Williams, who just got paid big. That's really tough. That's a tough one, right? I mean, Mike Williams yeah. is like the two, but Justin Herbert has has straight up emerged into a nuclear talent. That offense is sick. Man. I feel like I would go Mike Williams just for upside, but it's yeah, it's close. It's close there. So I mean, that's okay. I like, really, I really needed to take a a big look at Mike yeah. Williams. Yes, like, we probably what should. Happened last year. Uh, yeah. Was there an injury that was like they were trying you know, to I keep don't, secret? I, I don't know. I I didn't have him anywhere, so I wasn't paying much attention. And, and honestly. Like just when he regressed to the mean towards the second half, I was just excited because I didn't have him anywhere. But we should look closer. We should look at, you know, target tree in the second half. Was it just was he just missing 50-50 balls or or was he just not part of the offense? I really have not looked deep uh, and we should do that because that that's a player that if you hit on next year, it could be big like we saw, you know, in the first half of this year. Um, so that's really the Carson Wentz news. I mean, Antonio Gibson. I guess Antonio Gibson is like an early third rounder next year, probably. I'd say Feels... uptick from getting Carson yeah. Wentz. It's an uptick. Because it is an uptick. He, he's like the um, one that I think actually benefits. Yes. Yeah, Carson Wentz is pretty good at checking the ball down too. So if he finally gets some pass catching opportunity, Antonio Gibson could be very good because because um, Carson Wentz can do that for sure. But I don't know about McLaurin. I'm, yeah, I'm with I'm with Jason with his one his rules to remember about next year. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, again, they are in a division where all three defenses of the Giants, the Cowboys, and Philadelphia, they're all pretty mediocre to bad, I think. And so he'll be fine. You know, I, I think he really will be fine. Um, all right. So that's Carson Wentz news. Still unclear about what the Colts are going to try to do or 
a couple other situations, but Tom Brady has decided to unretire after like, <laughs> like two weeks. He basically like hung up the hat for two weeks and, and hung out with his family and was like, God, my kids are so annoying. I've got to escape. This is horrible. I've got he to get back. Attention. And- of course, man. It's just, it's the classic Brett Favre, you know, how many tabloid headlines can I get? And he gets all of them and that's okay because he is so important. And, you know, we were talking, does Deshaun Watson go to Tampa Bay? Does, um, uh, shit. Saints backup quarterback, Jamius. Does Jamius go to Tampa Bay and make a splash? Something like that. Well, no, it's Tom Brady is coming back to Tampa Bay instantly. You know, unfortunately, Chris Godwin coming off of the, what was it? Was it ACL that Chris Godwin? Was it ACL tear? I think. I'm not sure what his injury was. It was. It was torn ACL and MCL, which that's. That's pretty rough in week 17. So late in the season, you know, we're not even really sure if he'll be ready for week one, but man, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, like Mike Evans, third round next year. Yeah. I like Mike Evans this year more than I did last year. Oh, for sure. This is going to be, this could be really nasty for him. Um, Mike Evans or DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona? Uh, Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mike Evans or C.D. Lamb now that Amari Cooper is gone? That's, Oof. that's pretty tough, huh? Those are, but that, I mean, that's basically right there, right? I mean, those are, that's a top yeah. 10 wide receiver. Yeah, I need more time to think, you know. That's no problem. That's no problem. But but he's right there, and that's that's pretty nasty, to be honest, for a top tenner. Um, Mike Evans could be very, very explosive for sure. I mean, Tom Brady now, I mean, I, I don't think he's coming back for nothing. It doesn't feel like he's just coming back for any sort of paycheck. Like, I feel like he really means business, much feel Super Bowl like he's – time. Yeah, Super Bowl time, ready he's to carve it so out. so many plants. <laughs> he's got all the plants in him. He's ready – and let's not forget that Leonard Fournette is is a free agent right now, and you know he's he's a quality pass catching running back, or he had turned into one. So if he's out there as well, and it's kind of Ronald Jones and I don't even honestly remember they they have some quote unquote pass catching specialists, but they're not very good. Um, I don't know about Giovanni Bernard or anything like that. So. Anyways, targets are to be had there, and Mike Evans is still a very, very good wide receiver. So excited for him. Um, Russell Wilson traded to Denver for a lot. I want to say it was like, I know Noah Fant was included, so Noah Fant now in dead basically in the water in Seattle. I want to say it was two firsts and two seconds, something like that. I mean, that's that's quite the haul that Seattle was able to pull off. But Denver does get their quarterback, and we've, you know, I think we are all salvating over hopefully Aaron Rodgers going to Denver. This is not that exciting, I don't think. You and I really never believers in Russell Wilson. And now on top of it, he had that pretty brutal finger injury that he kind of rushed back from and was never really himself. 
So what are your feelings, man? I mean, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, obviously it's, it's better than Drew Locke. So in that sense, it's great, but Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, like, are you really excited or are you kind of treating them like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, where you're just going to let other people jump in on that ride? What are your thoughts so far? Um, I w- I would rather go in on them than those two guys, but yes. not in the same way. Like they're not going to be like, uh, they're not going to be like uh, one going like really early and then one going way later. Like, okay. like the, those two guys. Cause you know, you were, you were getting Metcalf in like round three. Right. Or something. And then uh, Lockett was coming back around in like round five or six or Fifth something or like six. that. Exactly. And but maybe this guys, is more of like a Robert Woods um Cooper Cup kind of situation like two years ago or something like that, where they're more like maybe, five or six picks. Yeah, maybe on a year not because of they're like those two players at all, but like right, no of whatever you knew about it was like so equal that it was just like take your pick. Yes. Between the two. I mean, one of them is like been in the NFL for a while, but he's not old by any means. And then the other no. guy is on his third year and he's like, I mean, he's Jerry Judy. You've seen him do yeah. the magic in the past. So he's supposed to be the guy that that's going to break out. But I mean, obviously Tim Patrick is, is that juicy, like eighth, ninth, 10th rounder or whatever could, that you can scoop up. He could definitely be very sneaky. I mean, Cortland Sutton, I think, you know, in his like before ACL tear, you know, was a, was a beast, but seems, seems not himself ever since then, unfortunately, maybe that's quarterback play. So you're right. I think it's a coin flip between the two. Um, you know, are, are they, are they even, are they close to like, the scary Terry range. Is that kind of where they're at, where they're like wide receiver 24, 25 kind of range with Russell Wilson. Kind of seems range. Um, it seems like you could take a fly like Hunter Renfro or Cortland Sutton. It, it kind of feels like they're in that, that kind of range to me. Yeah. I think I'll take, uh, Renfro before him, maybe. Okay, so they're even lower. I, I, I think hype I, is pro. But I, no, I mean, I think they're around the same. But if you'd had to yeah. make me put them in order, I agree. What was that first one you said? Uh, that Scary was, Terry. Yeah, he would be first. Just yeah. off a of skill. And then I, somebody. I hate, to, mm-hmm. I hate to do it to myself over again, but I'm not going to pick him in the third round like I did last year and like everybody did last year. Yeah, you can't. You can't. And you know, me picking him in a in a kind of keeper league in the, in the early third round doesn't, doesn't feel great. You know, we were hoping for better uh, quarterback play, but that's okay. He's still so young that in keeper leagues, it is what it is. Like you're going to hold for so long, but um, all right, well let's uh, so that's basically, I mean, like you said, you brought up Seattle. It's unclear. They did. I'm pretty sure they got drew lock in the process. I don't know if they even wanted drew lock in the process, but they have him. Um, They're probably going to take, quarterback in with their newly acquired first round pick so it's scary for Metcalf and, and Lockett um, unless they somehow strike magic you're, you're probably looking at DK and like you know the fifth 
fifth round just because of he's such a beast and then Lockett's probably going to like fall to like you know eighth ninth round or something like that but um sad news for Seattle but they, they had to build for their future for sure I don't I don't think that they were a team that was going to push any any Super Bowls anytime soon so um, and then oh good Cedric Wilson who, who was next for you on yours no 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 I was just going to say um I was just going to say uh Deshaun Watson relieved oh, yeah. of grand jury has not found a team yet but is on the market could still face suspension but wants, is mm-hmm. yeah he wants carolina or or new orleans i think those make a lot of sense it doesn't seem like pittsburgh would be interested really in that um you know kind of tainting the locker room or whatever but uh yeah, yeah Cedric, you know I, I didn't even hear about this so he's going to miami who is Cedric Wilson. Yeah. I didn't even know that either. I guess I was out of it today. Wow. Cause I was, you know, I was eyeballing, um, uh, excuse me, Jalen Waddle. When we were talking about like scary Terry, like Jalen Waddle was actually kind of emerging as a very fantasy viable option throughout last year, even with Devonte Parker there, you know, Jalen Waddle was kind of doing well with, um, with Tua. And and now you bring Cedric Wilson. I mean, Cedric Wilson is not fantastic, but he's 26 years old. He's shown some some skill in Dallas. You know, does this just kind of muddy the water, unfortunately, or do you think it helps anybody somehow? For who to be gone? I mean, you've got Cedric Wilson coming into Miami. Jalen Waddle. I I feel like I would I would have been happy taking Jalen Waddle as kind of like a it doesn't you know, affect Stephen? what I think about Jalen Waddle. You, you, th- you think he's okay? Targets remain the same. Yeah, he he should be fine. They okay. just got a new running back too. Uh, Chase Edmonds. Oh, Chase Edmonds. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so much happening. It is. You're you're on top. You're way on more on top of it than I am. So Chase Edmonds leaves. Um, what about? What about uh, the Cardinals' uh, James Conner? Isn't he also on the block? That I, I feel like at that point they kind of have to keep him, right? If yeah, they'll they let Chase go. They, yeah, they'll absolutely keep James Conner. Oh, they gave they gave James Conner a three. Oh wow, they gave James Conner a three year deal. That's that's pretty good for him. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find money here. I am not seeing it on this website. When huh. what round would you take James Conner in? Well, shit, dude. Like he's he's the one dude there, and man, I guess I take him kind of in that early third round, right there with Antonio Gibson. What do you that's, think? That's pretty smart, I think. I mean, he's, he's like looking. A, 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 there seems like there's a lot of people in that swift from last year area, like mm-hmm. third round. I mean, when is Zeke going to go? I think Zeke is going to be still a second rounder, uh, probably like, you know, at the 203, 204, something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, James Conner. I'm still trying to find money. I can't find it. Maybe it's maybe it's just not out yet. But uh, 
Yeah, James Conner, that, that's big news for them, for sure. That's that secures that position, which is nice. Um, you've got Chase Edmonds going to Miami. Uh, Miami, you know, they were struggling with their running back group with Miles Gaskin and Malcolm Brown. It was it was ugly. So you've got to imagine that Chase Edmonds comes in there as kind of at least the 1A of that cycle. It still seems like something you won't want to touch for a, quite a <laughs> long time. Yeah. Maybe like a maybe like an seventh, eighth rounder kind of running back. If you kind of, you know, if you went in on wide receiver early, which you and I have been talking about, that that is that is we're no longer going to be afraid of that. Um, maybe you kind of pick him up with your other five or six kind of flyers towards the end. It's not the worst thing. Like he's a pretty good running back, so could be okay maybe there. So. Yeah. All right, and there's really no Deshaun Watson news. Man, whew, you brought up a lot of stuff I wasn't even thinking about, and that took a while. Um, man, any other any other news that we've missed? Not that I can think of. Kirk Cousins got a little tiny bag for the year. Michael Gallup right. got another deal. Yep. Um, I mean, hold on Amari, a second. I got I, I to oh, oh. go to the restroom right quick. Oh, right okay. Back. All right, cool. Sorry, bro. No, no, no problem. Sorry, yeah, diving um, back in. Okay. Just a few well, things that, besides yeah. that. That's pretty much it. That's NFL news. It was it was hot and bothered for a little while. I'm sure things will will slow down. And I think the draft isn't until uh isn't until like late April. So we've got quite some time. We might want to sneak in a little meaningless pre-draft fantasy draft. Maybe maybe a little one, JP. Yeah. I saw um, Al was doing this really unique one. It was a best ball league, but only freshman and sophomore NFL players. Uh, Freshman and sophomore. So, like, Jamar Chase was the 101. Right. And he got it, and the team just looks so bad. Oh, I mean, but those are players you don't – that's Jalen Waddle. That's some bad yeah, players. There's not a lot of players. and It took me a while to figure out what lineup he was trying to show off. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I went on there to uh, underdog, and I was like, oh, okay, they've got this. That that is very strange, but uh, ooh, I guess Najee Harris was a rookie last year. So, but but I mean, it's it's good exercise in the sense that you know we probably should be starting to get a little bit more familiar with our with these up and coming rookies. But I'm just kind of I always just wait till the draft happens and then start paying attention. But yeah, we'll we'll sneak in a little little draft in the next couple of weeks or so. It'll be fun. But we do have a movie to talk about. 
We are continuing Scorsese's filmography. We are now on his 10th film, which for some directors is, that can be their whole career is to have 10 films. And obviously that is not Scorsese's uh, time frame. This is in 1986. We watched The Color of Money, which was basically a 25-year sequel to the acclaimed The Hustler which came out in the early 60s, bringing back Paul Newman as his patented Fast Eddie billiards player and introducing new hot and -and up-and-coming Tom Cruise in the mid-80s. Huge, well, I I wouldn't say huge, but a very solid box office office success um, at the time. And what do you think, man? Um, it was pretty good. I can see why uh, people have heard of this movie. It's mm-hmm. got the stars and everything. It's got the kind of you know, it's got the kind of story that that people like to see, and, and the whole continuing thing, obviously, from a, a movie they might have seen in the past and liked, The Hustler. Looks like it did pretty good in the box office. Kind of reminds me in a not movie wise at all, but in terms of like, you know, 20 years later, you bring back a successful movie kind of like um, Mad Max did a few years ago where, you know, Mad Max was just Fury Road was huge success and a, and a great movie, I thought. But, you know, bringing back those old movies can work sometimes, obviously has been ugly many times, but uh yeah, I agree that this one, uh, I think they did it decent justice here. I mean, it was a relatively safe film, I would say, JP, like pretty tame in that it doesn't really push any kind of boundaries on, I don't know, any real issues or any topics at all. It was, it was basically a standalone old guy versus young gun kind of, uh, kind of take and classic narrative. But uh, yeah, man, I, I did uh, I did quite enjoy it. You know, I felt like it was good. Certainly not any sort of great film. But um, any particular parts or that you found interesting or liked, disliked? Um, you know, I liked, I guess, all of the pool stunts and stuff that they would do on it. They're pretty cool. Um. Didn't really know anything about Nine Ball. Same. Before watching it. What did you, so you didn't know much about Nine Ball. What did you think about the intro scene being, who I'm pretty sure is Martin Scorsese himself narrating how Nine Ball is played? I thought that was kind of, kind of strange and interesting to have Martin like just talk about pool as the very first opening shot. Yeah. Um, I guess it didn't occur to me. Maybe I, maybe I just liked it because I didn't know how it worked, and maybe that's sure. how the how it's supposed to be. Like back then, people couldn't just like Google Nine Ball, right, on their phone while they were watching it and figure it out. He just explains it pretty good. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if I completely understand. Um. 
I feel like I don't understand why you can't just like immediately go for the nine ball because it seems like that's what they do in some of their most decisive battles. Yeah, the the rule is that you can't hit the nine ball with the the cue ball, the white ball. So you have to, if you're going to go for the nine ball, you have to hit it with another ball to to get it in. So that was that was like the the big flashy play. You can't hit the nine ball until you've sunk all the pockets, sunk all the other balls, or hit it with another ball. So you're awesome. right. It was. I mean, I I was familiar with basically how you win the game and how you play the game, but I could absolutely understand why it would still be confusing to for a lot of the shots they made or strategy. Why it's just like, why don't you do this? So that makes total sense. What did you think about? You know, Paul Newman did win Best Actor. Oscar for this film. What did you think? Did you think it was worthy, or do you think it was one of those Oscars that they kind of gave because he had a his, you know historic career and he never won one? What did you think of the Paul Newman character re- reprising his Fast Eddie role? Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was both. Maybe it was kind of a slow year. You know, I f- I feel like. Uh as good of an actor as he is that Scorsese at least has directed um, De Niro in enough films that I thought were like way better than whatever this guy was doing in this one. Right. Um, The character of Fast Eddie is to me not very... um, deep you know i thought it was going to be deeper I, I totally agree with you like in the end as it kept going i was i was really hoping that he was actually going to be kind of either playing some sort of long con or have some sort of deeper deeper motivation or you know mindset and it just really wasn't there it really was just a man kind of out of the game gets gets the taste of the limelight through this younger gun and, and decides to hop back in and try his best. And lo and behold, of course, he he's still very, very good. So you're right. It was a pretty shallow character. I, I thought, I thought his acting chops were, were pretty solid. I mean, he really, there was a, a decent range of emotion that he had to play between, you know, his introduction scene where he's kind of just a liquor swindler who's hitting on a, you know, a older bar lady and ends up, you know, that being his girlfriend, all the way to having to face the tough realities of his age catching up to him and he's slow. And um, I don't know. I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty compelling. I, I don't know about best off, you know, best actor of the year, but, but I thought it was, I thought it was very, very good. Uh, it, it was good. I just like, sometimes there's these characters that, people that mostly De Niro play from Scorsese that are just like oh man you can't explain them you're just like oh god this guy like right like he will he won't stop doing this like he he's he 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 doesn't make any sense he's he he blows up at a moment's notice and Mm -hmm. and he's 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 nice sometimes and you know you've got all these things to say about him I mean you can you can put this character in a box, you know, totally agree. Yeah. The Robert De Niro characters we've seen 
way more unpredictable. Whereas Fast Eddie, you kind of saw where scenes were going pretty quickly, even though they were done with skill and, and with touch. But yeah, I agree with that. And and how about Tom Cruise, man? I mean, I, I honestly, you know, I know Tom Cruise through some of his more modern films. Um, I, I have seen, uh, you know, what's dirt, Risky Business. I, I have not seen Top Gun, which was the same era that we see him now. And, dude, I thought he was pretty solid, man, for yeah. for really just, just kind of being the handsome young gun. He, he actually showed quite a lot, I thought. Yeah, he he was definitely in a in a stage of of his career where he was he was playing like a really energetic um cool boisterous yeah. Right. I love his introduction where he's just like in kind of a back corner playing video games kind of in the the darkness, you know. I it was kind of like who is this guy like mid 80s playing on like the you know that's just not what i expected to be some kind of nerdy somewhat nerdy video game player in the pool hall and then and then he comes out man and he's just he's such a strange attitude you know about like oh man almost pestering but not intentionally doing so to um john tortura's character yeah shout out john tortura Oh, shout out, man. I thought, you know, he only had like three or four scenes, but dude, wasn't he really good in this? I, I really enjoyed it. He's him always good, dude. He's, he is. He is. He's so good. He's like one of, he, you put him in anything. You're absolutely right. And honestly, this movie in general, well, really for, for two characters. First off, John Tortura straight up slayed, in my opinion, but. Yeah, he had, he had his the, own TV show for a little while. Oh, interesting! Kind of like later career in, in, in or series. No, it was oh. like a few years. It was like 20, 2017. It's like a really? HBO show. Oh, uh, okay. Huh. Oh, oh, yeah. shit. He he was in uh, this. He was in Batman recently. Wow. Well, don't don't spoil. But I want to see that. Damn. All right. I'm jazzed up. But yeah, he was he was exceptional, man. And, and honestly, we got a little taste of him at the end when he was at the tournament, the the billiards tournament. But I wanted more from him, to be honest. And then on top of that, JP, how about um, um, what's his name, Forrest Whitaker, when he does his when he plays uh, Amos and and basically hustles Paul Newman. Oh, I mean, that was that was just. They were lucky to have him. Oh, like, dude, he was, he was very good. That was one of the best scenes in the in the movie. I totally agree, man. That was uh, maybe the best scene. It was exceptional. How you know it was kind of in this like it was basically a one on one environment. There were no, there was nobody else in the room, and you know Paul Newman saying like, you know, are you a hustler or whatever? And man, Forrest Whitaker just wow it's hard to describe the range of of narrative that he was playing but it was so fucking good and unfortunately it was only like two or three minutes because it was it was exceptional so really i mean they nailed getting forrest whitaker and um john tortura kind of in their up and coming prime i, I was so stoked about that yep Whew. um Lucky. 
you know, some other things like I actually had to go back and rewatch it because it is as much of it is as a just a Tom Cruise like swagger child scene when he is um, when Paul Newman basically tells him, hey, man, you need to like kind of look weak so that you can take this old guy's money five five thousand dollars to beat him at pool or whatever and and tom cruise does not want to do that and he wants to play the best guy and beat him for you know a couple hundred bucks because he, he doesn't really care about the hustle at this point he wants to just beat him and man when paul newman kind of comes back and to see what's going on and there's this song uh, you know on the jukebox or whatever and tom cruise is just in his moment man he's just like obviously making all the shots dancing around the table everybody's kind of going wild for him he's singing the lyrics to the song like it's just it, it's a, such a good scene and you've got the you've got scorsese doing this kind of kind of close-up but it's like panning around the billiard table as tom cruise is, is um going around it's like this dance between tom cruise and the camera wow i i don't know if that scene kind of resonated with you but i i love that scene yeah, that was a good scene. And then the old man walks out at the end, and he's like, that boy's hot. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, and Paul Newman just kind of looks down, just like, God damn it, I wanted that money so badly. Yeah, that was that was really, really solid. I, I really like that scene a lot. Um, you know, one thing that, you know, we talked about John Tortura and, and Forrest Whitaker. You know, one of the side characters that I kind of, I just kind of thought was an odd choice was who I thought was going to be kind of like the classic villain character in that Grady sessions guy who was like, you know, the number one cash player or whatever. And, and he did have a decent little scene with Tom Cruise where he kind of taunted Tom into like playing better and shit and knowing, you know, like Tom had to dump at the time or whatever. But I, I come to find out from Wikipedia that that is a real billiards player, and so that kind of makes sense. And, and maybe people who are in who were into billiards at the time would like think of that as like a cool shout out. But I don't know. What did you think about? I, I just thought he wasn't really a good actor, and it didn't really seem like a good villain. I mean, obviously, as we get to the end, we realize that he's not really supposed to be the villain character, like. It's more just Tom and, and Paul Newman kind of going at it. But did, did he seem kind of off to you or, or was he was that Grady Sessions guy OK for you? Um, he was just, yeah, I mean, he seemed like something that would happen on like a TV show, I guess. Mm-hmm. More than like a Scorsese movie, but yeah, no, that's just like a now that I think about it kind of thing. It didn't really. I got gotcha. you. I didn't really um think about it then yeah well those are really all the thoughts i kind of had man uh overall you know i i thought again it was pretty safe i don't think it really pushed any bounds i did think that um mary elizabeth mastrantonio who who i knew from scarface as the sister man i thought there were some you know overall i thought her character was like fine nothing great or whatever Man, there were some scenes where I thought that she looked just absolutely smoking, smoking hot, though. Wow. She was very attractive, for sure. But, um, yeah, I thought it was overall, like, a good movie. Um, 
Any any, any other things or any uh, closing thoughts on your end? Not really. Um, what do we have up next week? We have the last temptation of Christ, which I have been kind of waiting for. Honestly, I I thought we were going to get it this week, but I'm not bummed out of having watched this film. I thought this film, The Color of Money, was it was solid. But I'm pretty jazzed up, man. Honestly, of course, not not religious in any degree. But um, this combines a lot of elements that I'm I'm really excited to watch and. And something, honestly, that I'm surprised I never pulled the trigger. It's always been on my want-to-watch list, uh, along with the King of Comedy. So this and King of Comedy and um, Cape Fear, I think, were like the three that, when, when we were talking about this, I was like, damn, those three I really wanted to see. So very excited about Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah. Well, this this movie should be like a little bit sacrilegious more than anything, I feel like. Don't mind it. Do not mind it in the least bit. Yeah. All right. Well, we will uh, we'll tune in next week. We'll probably not do the mock draft next week. We'll work it out when we do that. But uh, thanks for talking uh, Color of Money Man with me, and I, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week.